Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs, presents the official podcast of Dogs on Demand on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. On today's program, we'll give you the latest news from the world of University of Georgia Athletics and more. And now, from the broadcast studios of Dogs on Demand, here's your host, Chris Hall. All right, Chris All here for Dogs on Demand on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and everywhere else you can find us on social media. And it's good to have with us today Rusty Menzel, uh, Georgia sports writer for 247sports.com and a recruiting analyst for the University of Georgia. Rusty, good to have you on our program today. Rusty, you know, I, I was thinking about some mysteries of life. You know, how, how, does, how does a bumblebee fly? You know, you got that big body, you got those little wings. Exactly, you know, aerodynamically, a bumblebee cannot fly. And they, then another mystery is, how does a brown cow eat green grass and give white milk? I mean, who can explain that? But another mystery that maybe you can help me out with, how in the world did the University of Georgia win that game against Ohio State in the uh, Peach Bowl, coming back from 14 points behind on two occasions? And I was reminded of uh, the commentary of Larry Munson, in the run, Lindsey run game, he said, we were gone. I gave up. You did too. We were out of it. Gone. Miracle. Explain to me how Georgia won that game against Ohio State, will you? <laughs> so a couple things with this game, and I kept telling people, I don't. I'm, I may have been on your show. I'm not. I, I, it was a very dangerous matchup. And I told people the only thing the last two years that has beaten the Georgia Bulldogs and Kirby Smart staff is an elite quarterback and really good wide receivers. Florida did it in 2020, and Alabama did it in 2021. And then you got a team that got embarrassed. They laid an egg in the biggest game of the year up to that point. There is zero hesitation, in my opinion, that Ohio State was better than Michigan. But credit Michigan. On that day, they went in and they beat Ohio State, and I just felt like Ohio State didn't play a great game. So I knew coming into this game, this was a very dangerous matchup for Georgia. But you start digging all those factors. Georgia's number one. They're at home. Everybody, they're a seven-point favorite at one point in this game. And I just knew they were going to have to win some battles. But saying all that, I predicted the game to be a shootout. I predicted Georgia to win 38-31. Some people are like, no way they scored 31 on us. And, and they didn't. They scored more. But here's the one thing I kept saying, Chris. I trust Georgia more in the end. Did I know they're going to have to do that? I did not. But this team has won in so many different ways, and they have won in big games. And Stetson Bennett plays really good in big games. Uh, he did have some moments that were some head scratchers. But again, just like Alabama National Championship, when Alabama took the lead in the fourth quarter, he was seven for seven and won that game. When Ohio State had to lead 41 to 35, this guy drove him down the field. He was five for five. He threw two ridiculous balls, one to Brock Bowers and one to Kyrus Jackson uh, that you just don't see now. And they found a way to win that game. So it kind of played out almost the way I thought. I just trusted Georgia more in the end, but I think Georgia fans didn't quite grasp what was walking into that building because that is an elite, elite offensive team and they gave Georgia fits. Yeah, 42-41 final score Georgia of course winning 
over Ohio State. And, you know, you, you, you watch the game, mm-hmm. and it was the little things. Uh, yes. the, the little things that made such a big difference. Kirby's timeout Jeez. right before the fake punt. Huge thing. Brock Bowers, that call being overturned, you know, and uh, giving Georgia a first down deep in Ohio State's uh, territory. The overturned uh, targeting call uh, against uh, Javon uh, Bullard on Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, you know, it, it the, those little things kind of just turn the whole shooting match around. If any one of those things margin error go against gone. Georgia, then uh, Georgia so, doesn't win the game, right? Margin of, margin of error was gone. You're exactly right. Fourth quarter, the margin of error was gone. And I'll say it. I, I didn't feel like that was targeting. I felt like he led with his yeah. shoulder. I think it was almost, in today's college football world, a picture-perfect hit to dislodge the ball to keep a touchdown. Now, I don't want anyone injured. Certainly, that's what we went through last night with Buffalo and still praying for that young man who's fighting for his life. But it's a violent sport. It's a contact sport. And I think the hit on Marvin Harrison was about as good as you could possibly have without having the targeting. Uh, I felt like the game before, that Michigan, that was a targeting. Uh, Didn't get called. I'm not the, you know, I'm just giving my opinion here. So, um the margin of error was gone. You know, they could have had a fumble, anything like that, and the ball game was over. But if you watch the ESPNU, I don't know if you have you recorded games. ESPNU does a thing where they have four screens. Right. And they film the head coaches the entire time. If you'll go back and watch Kirby Smart when special teams are there, the dude freaks out. Like, he doesn't want I mean, he, you can tell he's a ball of nerves on a punt, <laughs> punt return, kickoff, kickoff return. So when you watch his reaction, and you can almost see the moment that he sees, uh-oh, something's not right. And then in his press conference, he talks about they make a conscious effort to talk to teams, to talk to their team, that people are going to try to steal possessions. They'll run a fake punt. They'll run a fake kick. Anything they can do has happened to them twice this year already successfully. And they tried to end that game by that formation. And... That timeout by Kirby Smart will go down. You know, I put a tweet out that you you tuck that one away in Georgia football history. If they win this national championship, they're not national champions without that timeout. Right. Yeah. It, it, boy, what a game! I was I was a nervous oh. wreck. You know, my and, and and the amazing thing is, the game ends just as the new That's year not, begins. That's not crazy. That is. I, I mean, I had no idea because I, I'm sitting beside. I'm in the press box. And Kip Adams, my coworker, is two seats down. And there's no cheering in the press box. There was some like, oh, what's going on? You know, and it made that kick. And I looked and Kip Adams said that happened exactly at midnight, Rusty. Yeah. And I was like, "Amazing, exactly. He goes, exactly at midnight when that ball landed, which is crazy. Yeah. How can, how can you script that? Of course, I was, uh, you know, I was uh, at, at home, safely at home on New Year's Eve, you know, where somebody my age is supposed to be. I was at home. But, wow, 22.1 million viewers of that game. Uh, it peaked at, I think they said, 24 million viewers, one of the top 10 cable cast of all time. It was it was just a fantastic game. And and I, I think, you know, if you look at this bowl season that we've had this year, it's right. probably been the best. I mean, you've had the, those games with the six and six teams, and nobody in the stands, and you, yeah. you've had all that. But the major, what I would classify as the major bowls, you know, yeah. if your team's playing in a bowl, it's a major. I understand that. But the major bowls, what a fantastic bowl season! 
Nobody uh, talked about be... Arkansas, who blew a 38-13 yeah. fourth quarter lead to yeah. win. That was an unbelievable game. You look at Tulane yesterday beating USC. Like, yeah. you know, the 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 too many bowl crowd that they took an L this year because there were yeah. some really really good games. And yeah. I don't know where we're going to be in the future when the playoff expands and how things are going to play out. But this bowl season's been fantastic. I hate to see college football season end. It's just that we wait so long for it to get here and. Then we have to turn around and have that eight months of just, oh, my goodness, when's it going to get here? When's it going to get here? But <laughs> but uh, Georgia's going to play in the last game of the year again. So it's it's crazy. Um, it's hard to do, man. It's so hard to do back-to-back. It's very rare. That's why it's very, very rare. But, um, you know, have me on. If Georgia wins this thing, I got a couple of thoughts on this season, a couple of things I'm not going to say before a game like this. Uh, but but there's there's a couple of things I think that if Georgia wins this national championship, this is this is a very special year for Kirby Smart and that staff. Absolutely, and uh, we'll move on to the national championship game in just a moment. But you know, Stetson Bennett, I, I just I don't know what you can say about the dude. Uh, you know, he he 398 yards passing, uh, three touchdowns and an interception. Stroud, I mean. I, you know, the, what can you say about that guy? He played a fantastic game. You stack up Stetson and uh, Stroud in the game, uh, statistically, they're about even. But when crunch time came, you know, uh, Stetson in the fourth quarter, 12 of 14, 207 yards, and two, uh, uh, two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, the mailman delivered again. I just this this dude that everybody just kind of uh, not everybody but a lot of people just overlook and dismiss. What a football player he! I've never seen a football player like Stetson Bennett. Have you? I didn't get enough sample of him because of where he was. But I was I think I was twelve. But Doug Flutie at Boston College, right? Had Doug Flutie been in a big program, I think you would he'd had these kind of results. I mean, the guy played in the NFL was really good. Obviously, from the size statute, the size uh, of Stetson Bennett, we get those comparisons. You know, Chris, if he wins this game, uh, someone texted me yesterday, said, is he the second greatest Georgia Bulldog football player ever? And kind of thought for a minute, I said, wait a minute, he might be. You know, I I don't think anyone's ever going to, you know, surpass Herschel as as, as the guy because of what he did, national championship, Heisman Trophy, and just how unique Herschel was. But if you go back and look at Stetson Bennett's career, and if he caps off back-to-back national championships, I would have a hard time not putting him as number two, which is crazy, the number two Georgia football player ever. Because this hey, guy, he's a walk-on. I mean, he's, he's a, a walk-on. He was hey, he, he, kicked he, to the curb. No, you're not yes. going to start. We had to run him off, bring him back. <laughs> You know, he's like that hey, stray dog in your yard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like that yeah, stray dog in your back. yard. You keep running yeah. him away, and yeah. he just keeps coming yeah. back. Yeah. I, it, it truly is. It's got to be a movie. It's it just got to be. Have, I'm sorry. Have to be at some point. It'll have to be I'm, if he I'm wins tough. this game. And even if he don't win this game, this is what this guy's done at Georgia. But if he were to cap this thing off with back-to-back national championships, um, it's just you know, and. and some things that you know, a lot of people talk to me about or text me about, I guess, Kirby's comments after the game. And I know Stetson a little bit, covered him in high school, and uh, know some people that really know him. And and here's the thing about Stetson Bennett. He kind of walks to the beat of his own drum. Yes, so I would imagine at times Kirby Smart wants to pull his hair out dealing with him. But you know <laughs> what? Sure. Kirby Smart knows, and just like the rest of that team knows, 
when they need Stetson Bennett, he is their guy. And uh, I would love to to sit down. I would love to sit down with those two unfiltered after everything's over with and oh just let them tell stories on each other. Because I guarantee you, they butt heads a lot, but they they have so much respect. I know Kirby loves that guy, uh, but I can't wait for one day for those two to sit down and tell stories. Because hey, it's good for Kirby. Makes a hundred million. Let somebody put some gray hairs on him a little bit. So Stetson, Stetson seems to be uh, Stetson seems to be that guy. But I know this: that Kirby Smart wouldn't trade Stetson Bennett for anybody. Uh, going and, into this game, I guarantee you that. And neither would I. I, you know, yeah. I, I, yeah. he's the man. Yeah. Uh, of course, the uh, national championship game coming up Saturday, January 9th, seven thirty p.m. SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California, and you have uh, TCU beating Michigan in the uh, Fiesta Bowl, fifty-one to uh, forty-five. Uh, at the beginning of the season, I mean, who would have ever thought? Now, maybe they would have thought Georgia, okay. Georgia has a shot at getting back to the national sure. championship game. But who would have ever thought TCU projected what to be seventh in the uh, Big 12 or something like that? What a fantastic season they have had. Uh, and and uh, Sonny Dykes and, and his team. What do you think about this matchup? Just, you know, I, as you sit here right now, as you've, I'm sure you've done some studying on this. What do you think about this matchup between uh, Georgia and TCU? I mean, I was really, really nervous about Ohio State, and I felt like Ohio State proposed the same danger that Alabama would. Elite quarterback, elite wide receivers, um, and athletes all over the field. You know, TCU is a team that's got it. They've got that Cinderella-type story to them. Um, you know, and, and the whole story with Max Duggan, he wouldn't even start. And the only reason he got back into the position, had an injury. Uh, they got an NFL first-round wide receiver and, and Johnson, big wide receiver uh, that Georgia's going to have to be aware of. Now, I'm, I wouldn't be doing my job if I told you they're starting 22 looks like Ohio State because it doesn't. Right. But they've got really good players. It's almost like facing that hot team in the NCAA tournament that's kind of overachieved, I felt like, and they've got hot. And when you got a team like that, that makes you dangerous because they have confidence. Every single week, this them against the world and they're not going to know any difference going into this game people are going to say it's the first time well they they have been against the world and underdogs the entire year this is not going to be different to them now do i think georgia has a good matchup personnel wise i do uh but that but tcu does some things that will worry you they get chunk plays that quarterback you've got to get him to the ground i do think georgia will play him differently than they did cj stroud i think cj stroud probably surprised Georgia with the amount of running he did because he has not shown that. And he hurt them several times um, with, with what he could do. So Max Duggan will run the ball in a heartbeat and they'll run design plays for him. So, you know, we'll come back and look at this revisit next week. I think Georgia, but they're almost a two touchdown favorite for a reason. You know, yeah. their, their personnel is better. Now, doesn't always translate to a win, but going into this game, Georgia TCU, I feel I feel like Georgia has a better chance to win this game than I would have Ohio State because I just knew that Ohio State game was I don't bet, um, but I'll tell you this: at six and a half points, I would have taken Ohio State all day long. I thought it was going to be a right. really close game. Now this one, 13 and a half, as a better, I wouldn't touch it because it has it has potential if Georgia can really get out and smother them a little bit. 
make them do some things, Georgia might could. We've seen it before where Kirby get on you 24 to six and, you know, he'll suffocate you. He'll shut you down defensively. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting game. And, you know, Georgia's been there. Uh, they were there last year. Yep. And you got TCU, and, you know, they didn't expect to be here in this situation. And they might say with, you know, they might say, oh, it's we're going to be ready. And it's, But, man, when you get on the field to play for the national championship, it, it's just a different thing. Uh, I, I think Georgia's experience in this game might be worth a touchdown. What do you think? I, I, I think the personnel is worth a touchdown. I mean, I just think Georgia, you know, I'll say it. I think Ohio State – in Alabama are the two teams, if I'm the head coach of Georgia, that would worry me the most. I liked Georgia's matchup against Michigan again. I just didn't think Michigan was built to play with a team like Georgia. TCU does some things differently. Um, they run a 3-3-5 defense. Uh, can George, the key is, can you run against that and gap control? Here's the most underrated part of Georgia's football team, and that's the offensive line. Yeah. When you go 3-3-5, you better be able to control those gaps. And they're going to be undersized TCU against these Georgia guys, Tate Ratledge, Van Pran. Uh, you know, I, I stood in the locker room after the game. The media gets to go in the locker room for the first time. And I've covered all these kids, which I saw Xavier Truss and Tate Ratledge standing beside each other, and I'm six foot two. And I forgot, like, man, these, these dudes are massive. So, you know, if you run three down linemen against Georgia, you got to be able to hold your own. So I'll be interested to see Mississippi State. Now they ran three three five, so that 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 gave Georgia some problems. They were able to do that. Now does TCU have that personnel on defensively? We'll see. But Georgia, at least Georgia, it's like facing a pitcher once. You do have a scouting report because you did go against this three three stack, what they call this, um, against Mississippi State, and it was a very very cold night in Starkville. So I don't know if that affected it as much as everything else. So we'll see what happens, but. I think Georgia has to be able to run the ball. If Georgia can run the ball, it's, it's going to be really, really hard for TCU to win this football game. Yeah, I think that Mississippi State game, I, I think Georgia just wanted to win the game and get out of there. It was everybody cold. Says, and, everybody says it's one of the coldest things ever. Like, yeah. the press box was open, and all my friends that were there were like, dude, I, I, we had on gloves. We couldn't even type. Yeah. <laughs> so. Now, I, one I, potential area of concern for Georgia, maybe some of the injuries uh, that Georgia sustained in, uh, you know, the game against Ohio State. Darnell Washington, I've been seeing that, you know, he is potentially available for the game. I, I think the question may be, is he needed uh, in the game? Uh, what are you hearing about Darnell? Are you hearing anything about that injury and his uh, potential mm -hmm. availability? Here's my experience with that. So Darnell is probably six, seven and a half, two eighty. Right, right. And I saw Darnell after the game. And he could not put an ounce of weight on that foot. Like, he didn't look good to me. Right. And my concern there is weight-bearing injury. So, whatever it is, it's lower leg. Kirby Kirby said some things yesterday. It, you know, it looked like ankle to me when he got rolled up on TV. Whatever it is, it is lower leg weight-bearing issue. I would be surprised if, he, if he's able – they may tape him up and see what he can do. But, again, here's what I will say. Oscar Delk came in and played fantastic. Is he right. – Darnell Washington, he is not because he doesn't have that frame. But they didn't lose a ton because Oscar Delk blocked his rear end off. And I know Oscar Delk's six foot five now. He's no he's no, <laughs> he's no petite kid. Um, and he's, you know, he's put on some weight too. He, he's a physical guy. So, if I had to 
guess today, my opinion would be I, I couldn't I couldn't stand on the table and say Darnell Washington plays. But I also don't I don't think it's like freak out time because that's what that room's about. And Oscar Depp was like I think the number two rated tight end in the country last year. He's no longer a true freshman. He's played in big moments. So I think Georgia with Brock Bowers, Oscar Depp probably and that personnel was still should be fine. Yeah, and uh, Michael Williams, uh, Michael Williams, rather, of course, having I think, the. I think the he's lower... fine. I think he's yeah. fine. I think he's yeah. fine. Uh, that's and a I sh- think Robert Bill, uh, he probably had some. Uh, looked like he had cramping going on and that kind of thing. It felt a little more. You know what? I didn't know if I'm just out of shape or it felt more human in there. And I've had several people text me and say, "Hey, man, it felt hot in that building." I have no idea. You know. What if it was the old Celtics Lakers game when the Celtics turned the, the heat up on the Lakers and they all had right. like people dehydrate uh, that game in the 80s? But, um, you know, it, it did feel it did feel humid to me in there. And it, we started seeing some cramps late in the game. So uh, I, I the one person that I thought Saturday that had no chance to play sounds like it's a little better than originally thought is Chaz Chambliss, which that would be huge to get him. Yeah pieces because you know listen he's not the most dynamic pass rusher but Chaz is strong and he can set the edge and able to give snaps so you don't want Michael Williams as a true freshman to play 50 snaps you just don't um so if, if they could get Chaz Chambliss back it's ironic that you know that's a big piece of the puzzle going down the line to have that young man be able to get it sounds like I would lean a little more towards Chaz Chambliss playing over than Darnell Washington yeah and uh of course, with TCU, we mentioned Max Dugan, uh, you know, a, a Heisman Trophy finalist. Mm-hmm. Had a decent game against Michigan, yep. 225 yep. yards, passing two touchdowns, two interceptions. He rushed 15 times for 57 yards. And you mentioned uh, Quentin Johnson, uh, six receptions, 163 yards. I think Kendra Miller, their, you know, A-line running back, he, you know, he may – some talk about him may not being able to play. But uh, D. Mercado, D. Mercado, you know, the, the fill-in, he did pretty good Yeah. Uh, for TCU. So, TCU's got some weapons. But, yeah. again, you know, you stack them up against that personnel for Georgia, and, you know, it, it it's it's just not – it's just not there as, as you any kind of equality with Georgia whatsoever. And of course, that always brings us to recruiting, and uh, that's you know the thing that uh, you really focus on as well for 247 Sports. Uh, you know, Georgia just keeps reloading. And by the way, uh, Alabama had a fantastic game. You know, uh, winning over Kansas State. And I, I think I think the reports of the demise of Alabama as a force uh, in the SEC and in the nation, I think that's highly overrated. I don't think yeah. Alabama's going anywhere. Do you? Not with their roster. Alabama is going to face the same thing that Georgia is facing this year. I think Alabama has a chance to have 16 or 17 players drafted, and then they're going to have to replace a lot of people. Uh, they had a heck of a recruiting class, but the entire offseason, you start talking about Georgia and Alabama, is going to be centered around quarterback play. You know, what does Carson Beck do? What does Jalen Milrow do? You know, who's going to be the guy at Alabama? How do you replace Bryce Young? You know, Georgia, obviously, probably Carson Beck is the the lead horse right now. Uh, I don't think that's set in stone. It's going to be a pretty big offseason uh, for, for, you know, probably Brock Vandergriff and where he is after spring practice and heading into fall camp. So uh, I think Alabama's losing a ton. Georgia had the most players drafted 
in the history of the NFL draft, and they're sitting here in the national championship game. So it tells you, you know, there's Jimmy's and Joe's, and Alabama has Jimmy's and Joe's. So yeah. uh, it's crazy that Bryce Young, um, you know, finishes without a national championship because the odds on that would have been, I would have bet, you know, I would have bet the world on, on Bryce Young being, a you know, that guy. Yeah, I am projected uh, number. Well, a lot of people are projecting him the number one draft choice. Will Anderson uh, two, and maybe Jalen Carter three mm-hmm. in the upcoming uh, NFL draft. Well, let's talk a, just a tad about uh, recruiting. Early recruiting time has come and gone for Georgia. You guys have Georgia at the number two class, Alabama number one, Texas three, Miami four, LSU. Which, by the way, LSU showed out in uh, oh, yeah. you know. It's tough to deal with. I'm telling you. With. Uh, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Tennessee, Oregon rounding out the top 10. Uh, of course, recruiting is not over. There's still potential for Georgia to add to the recruiting class. Plus, there's guys coming in uh, the the portal of the uh, two wide receivers that Georgia picked up, which are big. You know, that's a big, uh, big add. Yes. So, uh, Georgia have potential to add some uh, more pieces to this top-rated uh, uh, recruiting class? I think when you look at that, what's left – uh, you know, when you add two guys like Lovett and, and Ra Ra Thomas, you know, that that surprises me. That is, you can't, I don't care who Georgia brought in the recruiting class, those two guys are coming to play right now. Yeah. And I know those two guys got to watch practice one day, at least one, so on their visits. So I think when you look at, um, when you look at those guys, um, they had to have confidence in what Georgia had in backup quarterbacks and say, okay, Stetson Benz is not going to be here. But either one of those guys right there won the job. We're okay here. So for them to step into that situation, um, and I do want to correct myself earlier, Bryce Young, national champion in 2020. So don't want to, right. don't want to get killed for that. But, but Bryce Young, unbelievable career. Will Anderson, Jameer Gibbs, those guys. Right. Um, you know, I, I think Georgia, if there's anything left, portal-wise, it would probably take a running back and or an outside linebacker uh, if if one's available. But Georgia, to me, they're not taking depth, guys. If you come to Georgia as a portal guy, they expect you to play. Yeah. You know, I was, I was, I was you know, I, I was just thinking uh, about this. I don't know if there's any validity to this at all. But, you know, with the success that Georgia has or Alabama has, is, is that a detriment sometime to some of these top-rated kids coming to oh, yeah. know, a program like Georgia and Alabama and saying, okay, you know, I'm number one here on my high school class, but and I'm going to have to fight like I don't know what to try to play at this university. Is is, th- is that a detriment sometimes to getting mm-hmm. these top-rated guys to come? There's two sides of that. And 100%, I know one player did not come to Georgia and basically told him, look, I can get on the field quicker the other place that he went to. Now, if you're Kirby Smart and staff, you recruit that kid. But if if you come to Georgia, and I don't want to say afraid to compete, but don't want to really take your time to develop and get in the lineup, this is not the place for you. It's just not because uh, you look at Michael Williams, who was, to me, one of the top three high school football players last year at any position. Well, it took him pretty much 90% of the season to have an impact. And Michael Williams had to have some injuries to get in. He played a little bit, but to start impacting games, it took him most of the season. Now, Malachi Starks started basically from every game, but there was position openings there. And then when Dan Jackson went down, he had to be the guy. 
So those are two guys out of a really, really good class. And, uh, you know, for the mentality of Georgia, it takes, it takes, uh, I, I hear Kirby say it all the time, you know, we're going, he says, you know, we're not going to lie to you. We're physical here. We're going to hit on Tuesdays and we're going to hit on Wednesdays, you know, and that's just what we do here. But if you don't want to be here in that, that's not your, now I'm not saying it's wrong, but they're only taking a certain type of player. Right. And if they don't, if you don't want to compete and you don't want to be, you don't want to be a physical football player, Georgia and Alabama, really not the place for you. And, you know, and, and look where Georgia is now. You know, you're on the brink of a second national championship. And, of course, yep. already, already our guys are out there saying, we can three-peat. <laughs> well, you got to play the next game, obviously. But, you know, they look at the schedule and all of that. Well, uh, but, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll tell you this. It's going to be hard not to pick Georgia in the top two or three next year. Yeah. Against me, based on quarterback play, man, they got a ton coming back. Um, offensively, man, you add Ra Ra Thomas and Dominic Lovett. Yeah, whew, with That's that tough. group, I mean, they're, they're, it's going to be real interesting. They got to replace. Broad, I feel like Broderick Jones will go NFL. Uh, yeah. Feel like Broderick Jones will go NFL. Sounds like Cedric Fran Pran may do that, so that will be interesting. Uh, I think Warren McClendon does. So they got some offensive linemen to replace there, but. Man, a lot of pieces of puzzle, a lot of young guys on defense. So And with Oklahoma out of the schedule, you know, the, the SEC said you can't play Oklahoma. That's disappointing. I mean, that, that, is, that is disappointing. Uh, you know, is and extremely. I mean, what that people And why was that? Why why did they why did they do that? Why why and that was the SEC request, right? The SEC locked that down because of they don't because the, the schedule hadn't been set, you know, does Georgia go back to Oklahoma in two years? You know, they didn't want Georgia to go Oklahoma baby back to back, you know, with, with these schedules. And I mean, I understand it. I don't mean I like it, but man, I know Kirby Smart's in that office going, what? I mean, they just took it. I mean, their, their, their September schedule, whew, it's, yeah. it, it is, it's not crisp for a, a Georgia Bulldog team. I would say that. And not by choice. I mean, Kirby tried to, he tried to play a big time game in Oklahoma, which I know a lot of Georgia fans were very excited to go there. Yeah. Uh, so, there you go. Okay, have have you made a prediction on the Georgia TCU game, the national I have championship? Not, I have not. I mean, I'm I'm going to pick Georgia. I, I want to see. Uh, I actually get to go to LA, and uh, here's one thing I like about the national championship and and the Peach Bowl. You get to go to media day, and you get to see the kids in person. Both teams kind of fill them out. You know, I knew in 2017 the national championship game that January of 2018, I knew when Alabama walked in the room, they looked different than Georgia. Uh, Georgia's one through 25 were big dudes, but they did not look like the 85 from Alabama. And they almost won that game, obviously. But, um, you know, when Georgia walks in the room now, that 85 is, I mean, it's this this dude, I say a lot of times, they look like palm trees walking through there. I mean, it's just like, where are these six, seven, six, eight, six, six guys, you know, coming from? But, um, you know, I'm going to pick Georgia. How much? Uh, kind of feel the vibe out there and see what see what you see and those types of things. See who's healthy. Is TCU's running back going to play? And, you know, those types of things. Right. Any high school uh, recruits uh, maybe still leaning toward Georgia as we get uh, to the official, I guess, uh, recruiting mm -hmm. day? I think the one guy left that Georgia fans are going to watch, and I think this guy's—I think this guy is 
special, special players. Deuce Robinson, the tight end out of Arizona. Um, you know, six foot six guy, athletic. You know, I, I think if Georgia were to get him, Pierce Sperling and Lawson Lucky in this class, I don't know what kind of raise Todd Hartley is going to get, but he's going to get one. I can assure yeah. you that. Um, but uh, that that would be if they can get him on that second signing, which Deuce Robinson's also a big time baseball prospect too. You know, he's a power hitting first baseman, and um, you know, from my when I everything I've been told, he wants to explore playing both minor league baseball and college football, which hasn't been done in a while. Uh, but when you're like that, you, you know, Kirby Smart will probably make accommodations to say, look, you can go do your, as long as you're handling your business lifting, uh, you can do what you need to do. Yeah. And where else does a tight end want to go? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the University of Georgia. I mean, seriously. No doubt. No uh, doubt. The, one of the things, uh, the, the standout game for you, the SEC did pretty good in bowl season. Yep. You know, yeah, pretty good. Um, as we kind of look over the horizon for next season, who do, who do you think in the SEC, how's it going to look next season? I know that's kind of weird to think about that now, but as you look at these bowl games. Well, there's a couple of big decisions going to be made. The Spencer Rattler going to come back to South Carolina because that's yeah. going to impact that program big time. You know, they got some really good games out of him late. Like that sample size late Ooh. in the year, you know, beating, you know, beating Tennessee and Clemson and those teams. Um, that that's a big sample, you know, a small sample size for him. And does he come back? Tennessee, you know, Milton yeah. replaces Hendon Hooker. You know, Tennessee obviously a little bit of momentum there, and Georgia will go to Knoxville next year. So yeah. what do they look like? LSU is going to be the team that's going to get all they're going to get all the Christmas hugs, as I call in the offseason. Everybody's going to be telling them how good they are and all the gifts they're bringing to the table. Can they handle that? And are they for real? Because I'm telling you, they, they have been impressive. That yeah. you know, they put up 30 on Georgia. Um, and and Daniels came back and Nussmeyer looks good. Can they replace those guys? Had a good recruiting class. So uh Brian Kelly came there because he thought he can win the national championship at LSU. And next year there's gonna be a lot of preseason hype around them. Oh, it's already fun. I'm already looking forward to it. <laughs> and we're not through with this one yet. Uh, no, no, I'm already yeah. looking forward to it. All right, Rusty Manzel. Uh, 247 Sports has been with us on our program. Rusty, it's always good to uh, have you on our program. Get your insights and go, dogs, and be safe out in LA now. Don't, don't, you know, I, don't let anybody uh, confuse you of being a Hollywood actor or something. No, like no, I'm, I'm the only time I'll probably venture into the city. I actually go go see the Hawks and Lakers play Friday night. So, oh, that'd be cool. I haven't been to an NBA game in probably 20 years. I'm like, you know what? If I'm gonna go see LeBron play, might as well yeah. do it while I'm there. And, uh, got some guys, some some, some riders there um, that will be out there with us. So, but most of the time, the good thing about Nash Championship, the media hotel is right by the stadium. So, um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be. Indianapolis was so cold, yeah. but everything was so close together, so it was really convenient. This one's going to be way different. Uh, you know, a thirty mile, a thirty minute drive into the city could be four hours at some it's, point of traffic. So. Well, it it is LA. So we'll there see. you go. It is we'll it see. is different. All right, Rusty, be safe and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, okay? Thank you. Dogs on Demand would like to thank Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs, for sponsoring our program today. When the time comes to finance or refinance your home, make the smart choice and get your home loan from Southeast Mortgage. Your friends at Southeast Mortgage are ready to help you. Visit southeastmortgage.com slash UGA today for more information. 
Be sure to visit Dogs on Demand on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and our great interactive website, dogsondemand.com. Join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with the latest sports news from the University of Georgia and more. Until then, be safe and go dogs.